Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Consciously Reparenting, Christy's Adventures in Self-Healing. So today's episode is a little bit impromptu. I wasn't planning on recording today, but I'm feeling really great and I'm going to kind of use this energy to sit down and record an episode, maybe two episodes, maybe three. I don't know. Feeling very casual today. I'm enjoying an iced coffee. I am, as usual, recording in my closet because it's the quietest room in my house. However, you may hear the dogs in the background sniffing at the closet door just to make sure, you know, I'm still alive in here and everything. Um, so today I want to talk a little bit about what I call the work, inner love, self-healing. So you'll see me or you'll hear me use those three phrases quite a bit as we move forward through this podcast. If you follow me on social media, um, where I do share a lot of my journey, my own, you know, kind of healing experience, I use these phrases all the time. Um, So today I thought I would just dive in a little bit and kind of give you the rundown on what the work is to me. And this is going to look different for everyone. So you maybe have even heard other people speak about this as well, you know, talking about doing the work and self-healing. And I'm kind of trying to reframe some of the wording I use and just bring in a little bit of a more kind of lovely energy. So I've started using instead of inner work, inner love. But, you know, I still talk about the work. And I mean, you'll hear me use these phrases as we move forward on this journey kind of together. I mean, it's my journey, but you're you're joining me, you're here, you're listening. And so I uh, I just wanted to give a rundown on kind of what this is. Again, I have no intention of how long this episode will be. It might be 10 minutes, it might be half an hour, I don't know. So we're just going to go with it. Um so for me personally, this journey has really morphed from receiving different types of healing sessions from other people to really taking my own healing and my own well-being into my own hands, so to speak. That's not to say I don't anymore, you know, receive sessions or anything like that from other people. I still do every now and then, but my perspective has really shifted in a sense of I really used to think, um, you know, in past episodes, I talked about my depression and how I, for a long time, was waiting for someone to kind of come and save me or rescue me. And I grew out of that and I realized, you know, just point blank that that was not going to happen. And I started diving into receiving sessions from other people. That was really wonderful. That was what I needed at that time. Now, however, I was starting to feel a little bit, not necessarily helpless, um, but things just shifted for me when I started to realize, you know, I, even, even receiving sessions from others, I'm still the one who has to take the front seat when it comes to my own healing and to my well-being. So the thing is, you can receive healing sessions 
or ener- energy work or like whatever, right? There's there's Reiki, there's reflexology, there are hundreds and probably thousands of different modalities of healing that are out there. So when I'm talking about healing sessions or readings, um, I'm not speaking about one specific modality or one specific thing necessarily, unless I mention a specific specific modality. So when you're receiving these types of sessions, that's all well and great. And it really is. I truly mean that. I'm not trying to sound sarcastic or judgmental. Those those types of resources are, I believe, truly, truly wonderful. And they definitely have their place in someone's healing journey. But the thing is, you can receive a session, but unless you are actually putting some work in in your daily life, the effects of that session are not going to be very long lasting unless you're receiving some types of sessions like every few days and you're really, really like your volume of healing that you're receiving is very high. Um, You know, you really have to buckle down because at the end of the day, you are the only one who is going to truly be there for you. You are the only one who can put that work in, who can do the self-healing, and who can really make the changes. So one thing that I really live by is nothing will change unless you do something different. And that really clicked for me. I'm not sure if I've talked about this in a past episode or not, but that really clicked for me probably a year to a year and a half to two years ago. Um, and, you know, that's that's the thing that I use sometimes when I get in these ruts of like not really wanting to do the work, not really wanting to work on myself is that reminder that nothing will change unless you do something different. So unless you're putting in that daily work and you're really making that effort and you're really loving on yourself in that way, you're going to keep falling back into the same types of habits, the same types of patterns that you've been in for your entire life, essentially. So there I grab a sip of coffee. I would like to give just a very, like, basic sort of rundown of what the work looks like for me personally, and it has evolved over time as well. So what this really started with was, so we are in May of 2020 right now. I would say in June or July of 2019, so less than a year ago, I was working at a hotel. Um, I had been up at the front desk. I really, really just could not do that job anymore. So I moved into the laundry position where, you know, I was in the laundry room all day, not really having to interact with a lot of people. I could just do my thing, do my work. It was great. However, that environment was very... 3D consciousness environment. So very heavy, very toxic, very dramatic. And I was coming home and really feeling like I I didn't really want to like be alive anymore. Um, you know, like it would be a relief if I just weren't here anymore. So 
this is just my own energy. Just This is just the person that I am. I have never resonated with going out, having your typical kind of nine to five job that really doesn't light me up, really doesn't feed my soul. So I started really kind of dipping my toe more into the self-healing realm, I guess. I started following the holistic psychologist on Instagram. She's been an amazing kind of, um, I would call her like a mentor from a distance. So I don't have contact with her personally, but just what she's shared um, has really, really helped me. So I quit that job in October, November of 2019 and really decided to throw myself into self-healing. So what that looks like for me is exposing my inner wounds. It looks like going back and healing trauma that I experienced. And I'll get into this in a little bit, but it's really morphed into um, just being more conscious on a daily basis. So what I first started with was the Holistic Psychologist's Future Self-Journaling. And I decided, okay, this is what I'm going to try. I'm only, I'm just going to try this one thing and I'm just going to see where it takes me. Because in the past, I had tried to dive in so many times, so hugely. So, you know, wanting to introduce all of these quote unquote healthy habits into my daily life. Well, when you go from nothing to trying to incorporate like 10 different things, I was essentially setting myself up for failure. So it's just too much for me and for probably a lot of people or most people to try to go from doing really nothing for your wellness to, you know, 10 or 15 different things all at once. It's just too much. You know, I I already know before I start that I'm going to fail at this type of thing, right? So I started with future self-journaling. I said, okay, I'm going to do this every day for 30 days. And it took me probably seven or eight tries before I finally made it through the full 30 days every day. And you can actually Google future self-journaling and find out more about that. So I did the future self-journaling every day for 30 days, and that actually really was a catalyst for so much growth and healing for me. So the future self-journaling was was great. That was fine. But what actually really started to shift things for me was the fact that I chose something and I did it every day for 30 days. I'm really one of my kind of stories or, you know, I'm, I'm notorious with myself for getting so excited about something and I'm like, yes, I'm going to implement this. I'm going to do it every day. It's going to change my life. It's going to be so great. And then after a few days, it kind of trickles off and I just quit altogether. So when I completed that 30 days, it was like a new person emerged you know, when we think about doing something for 30 days, when you're first starting, it's like, oh, 30 days, like that's quite a long time. I don't know if I can really invest doing something for my health and wellness every day for 30 days. But think about how fast 30 days flies by. Like we're in the month of May already. How fast has the beginning of 2020 flown by, even though it's been an absolute shitstorm of like beyond what our minds could even comprehend, you know, global pandemic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of other things going on too. And so that was really important for me. That was a really, really 
important, what I would almost call turning point in my own self-healing journey, because I then recognized, hey, I can do this. I can commit to myself. You know, it may seem a little bit silly to some people. You know, (laughs) it it shouldn't be that hard to do something every day for 30 days. But for me, it was. So to complete that, I showed myself that I can commit to myself that I can put myself and my healing first and that I am a priority for myself is really what it boils down to. So that was really great. And then I started implementing a couple of other things. So I kept on with the future self journaling. And then I also would sit down in the morning and I would pull an oracle card for myself. And I would aim to drink one to two liters of water before lunchtime. So those were my things. That was kind of my routine in the morning. Now, that was really fantastic. That was really great for me. It showed me that I have self-discipline. It showed me just integrity with myself, really. (coughs) And then I felt like I wasn't really resonating so much anymore with the future self-journaling. So I decided to take a break from that. And I really didn't have a lot of structure with the type of self-healing or the inner work that I was doing. I would just kind of pop in and out and and do, you know, some journaling here and there or some meditation here and there. And recently, really since the beginning of the year, I decided to kind of buckle down a little bit more in terms of commitment. Again, going back to that commitment, right? So I haven't really dove back into future self-journaling, but I aim to drink three to four liters of water every day. I've been journaling every day, but I've been doing more like a what I call stream of consciousness journaling. So just jotting down whatever is on my mind, really. And that helps me personally to be a little bit more open with my communication with myself. It allows my mind to be heard and acknowledged so that I'm not like sitting and stewing and chewing on all of these things that are going on within me. And there are so many different ways you can do the work. Really, what doing the work boils down to is being conscious in your daily life of your old habits and patterns and conditioning. So for me right now, personally, this is what doing the work looks like. It's noticing when that ego you know, is piping up and saying, you're not good enough. You know, even when I started this podcast, when I put my first episode out immediately, my ego piped up and she was telling me all of these things. Who are you to have a podcast? You're not good enough. Nobody's going to listen to that. Your story, your journey's not interesting. Like, why do you even think that this is something that you should be doing? So being able to recognize those types of things and then consciously choose something different is where the work really happens. So there are some what I call more like tangible ways to do the work. And then there's the more kind of free flowing where it looks different for everyone. So I'm going to run through a few of these. And again, these are just what I use. You might feel different things resonate for you. So I use the journaling. 
I drink water. I spend a lot of time outside in nature because I know that for me personally, Mother Nature heals me. She takes care of me. She contributes to me. So I try to spend a lot of time outside. I've been trying to incorporate more movement into my days. So whether that's going for a walk, whether that's dancing around the house, whether that's, you know, even something like cleaning, just moving my body because I know moving our bodies helps our energy, helps our emotions. It helps to keep things flowing and releasing, okay? So when you're doing the work, you're really working on more of like a, what I would call a subtle level. Um, uh, uh, My mind's going in a thousand different directions here and I'm not sure which way to go. Um, What else do I do for the work? I do the journaling. Um... I take lots of baths because I know that that takes care of my energy, takes care of my physical body. So those are just a few ideas. Um, One thing I've also been trying to do is spending a little bit less time on social media, particularly mindlessly scrolling. So I'll spend my mindful conscious time where I'm creating content or I'm sharing things that really resonate with me, um, but then not diving into the mindless scrolling. And one other thing I've incorporated recently is really asking myself, where am I wanting to place my energy and attention? So am I like, what, what is going to help me grow? What's going to help me become the person I want to be? Is it watching Netflix for 10 hours? Or is it doing some reading, some personal development, some journaling, going outside, you know, implementing those things that help raise my vibration, help me feel better, and then maybe spending a couple hours watching Netflix if that feels good for me, right? So it's just where are you placing your attention? Where are you placing your energy? What is going to help you grow? What's going to help you expand? What's going to help you heal? And then from that, from there, you can consciously choose where you want to place your attention. So those are some of the kind of more what I think of as like physical, tangible ways of doing the work and of like loving on yourself. I have also recently started standing naked in front of my mirror every day and I just like love on myself. I run my hands over my body. I speak lovingly and kindly to my body. I show gratitude for my body because body is something that's very sticky for me. Um, my self-image is not great. And so this is kind of something that I've recently incorporated. So I'll keep you guys updated on how that goes as well. But even just from the past like week of doing that, I'm more loving of my body. I feel more open. I feel kinder towards my body as well. So those are some of the more physical things that you can do, you know, in terms of the work. Grab another sip of coffee. Now, some of the more kind of quote unquote deep ways of doing the work. So those physical things are the things that are going to help you shift in more subtle ways. So when you are doing those kind of smaller things on a daily basis, that's going to build and build and build and add up to healing you on kind of a larger scale. Now, I dive in a lot to inner child healing. This is where the work gets really nitty, really gritty, really difficult, um, very emotional. So inner work or inner child healing, you know, really taking a look at my inner wounds 
and where they originated and then healing those. Um, what else was I going to say? You know, taking a look at past traumas. So things that are still stuck with me from my abusive relationship, for example, you know, and really shining a light on those things. And, and it's like, you know, opening up that wound so that the air can get to it and can actually heal it. So all of these little things that you do add up to the bigger picture. And what the bigger picture looks like is the daily consciousness. So, you know, how I mentioned my ego piped up when I released this podcast. So those are things that you'll eventually, with practice, be able to catch in the moment and consciously change and consciously choose something else. I should have jotted down a couple more examples because I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, but, you know, that's really that's really where the intense work comes into play. That's where the hard work comes in. Um, but, you know, if you're really wanting to create that true long-lasting change, it's work that needs to be done. Unless you're wanting to stay in the same habits, the same, the same patterns, the same conditioning, the same everything, you have to, absolutely have to, take a look at where you have been functioning from. So what are those inner child wounds? What are those past traumas? What are those things that have been so instilled so deeply within you that they're still affecting you 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years later, right? So I'm 33 right now. Up until like eight to 10 months ago, I was in this la-la land and I was thinking my childhood was really great. It was so normal and I don't have any inner child healing work to do. Well, that's not the truth, okay? I did not experience any physical trauma or sexual abuse or anything along those lines. I was not abandoned. Um, you know, I, I had food in my belly. I had shelter. I had clothing. I went to school. I did not have abusive parents. You know, I, I had all of my physical needs met, and I'll dive more deeply into my inner child healing as the episodes go on. But just to give you a kind of a rough idea, I had my physical needs met. I did not necessarily have my emotional needs met. Um, through meditation, through visualization, I've been able to dive back into my child's self and feel how truly alone she felt. She felt alone. She felt like she was really in it alone. Even though my parents were present, they were there. I felt so alone and I felt my reality was denied. My true self was denied. I was quietened. I was shushed. I was, you know, all of these different things that actually amount to now in my adult life, having a hard time speaking up, having a hard time communicating clearly. Um, you know, that's just a small idea of what that kind of deeper healing looks like to really dive into that stuff and to admit that maybe things weren't what they seemed. Maybe things weren't as, you know, lovely and rainbows and unicorns as I thought they were. So, 
you know, from there, you get to have the opportunity to connect that that those past experiences and those wounds to where you're functioning from right now in the present. And then you can consciously choose to change those patterns and change, you know, the way that you are responding to things, for example. Um, and again, I will dive more deeply into this as time goes on, but I just wanted to sit down today and give you an idea of what this looks like and what I'm talking about when, as we move forward, you hear me talking about the work, inner love, self-healing, and this whole kind of realm of what this looks like, what this feels like. So this is my own personal journey. I do not speak on behalf of anyone else. I do not try to force my beliefs or my personal practices on anyone else. I do invite you, however, to start exploring some of this stuff for yourself and just see how it feels. So I'm going to leave it at this today. If anyone has any questions, you know I've dropped my details in the description box of the podcast episode. You can find me on social media. You can email me. You can find me on my website. You can also book any readings or healings or sessions with me at any point in time through my website, through social media, through email. So basically, I'm accessible. I'm available. You can get a hold of me. If you have any questions, please honestly don't ever hesitate to contact me. Um, I'm very open. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a fairly open book. I'm here to help and to serve in any way that I can. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. Please go ahead and actually share this out. So share this on your social media. Text it to a friend and say, hey, I think maybe this might be interesting to you. Um, you know, just, just just share it because that's why I'm here. I'm here to share my journey specifically so that other people who are just normal but know that there's something more, know that they want to do some healing, Um, you know, maybe people who are going through depression or anxiety, just so that you guys know that you aren't alone, okay? And you don't have to go through anything alone. Even though this podcast is going to be talking about me doing self-healing, and the inner work, that doesn't mean that you have to do it by yourself, okay? Like I said in the beginning, I still receive sessions and readings from other people because that helps me sometimes dig down to the things that I have trouble reaching and then I get to step in and do the work once I have that knowledge and that insight, okay? So thank you guys for being here. I hope you have a wonderful day.